Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews, sometimes recommendations of whatever we read this week. So, Amy, what was that? We read The Thursday Murder Club by Richard Osman. Oh, delightful. Would you like me to do the spoiler-free recap? Yeah, I'd go for it. This is the first novel, apparently, by Richard Osman. Did you know that? Yes, it's the first and the best. That's what the back says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, I think, gives you an idea of the tone of the novel. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Okay, so as the title suggests, The Thursday Murder Club is a murder mystery. Um, what I like about this one, though, is it's set in a old people's retirement community. So it's not like a nursing home in the kind of traditional sense that you would imagine it, no, I guess, in a, an Australian way. It's a luxury retirement village. It is a, yeah, and it's it's like a apartment. like a vi- It is a village. That's the best way to think of it. So there's, like, different apartment blocks and different buildings. It's a whole community built in kind of rural England and... Yeah, so it's got a lot of people at it. The residents just happen to be 70 plus, like they're yes, 75, 80. We follow a lady who's just recently joined the retirement community and upon her arrival, she meets a bunch of people and they kind of tell her about this club they have called the Thursday Murder Club. And basically what they do, it started because one of the residents who isn't there anymore and is kind of in the hospice part of the village. So she's not in the club anymore, but she was one of the founding members and she was an ex-police officer. So what she had access to were a bunch of cold case files. She had sneakily. She totally sneakily. And so the Thursday Murder Club would look at old unsolved murders and try and work out who they reckon did it based on the the like file and what was being kind of what was available to them obviously they never actually solved real murders because they could do no actual investigating and they like didn't go and interview anyone they didn't solve any old cold cases it was really just something they found was fun to do to exercise their brains absolutely and And there were a super eclectic group of people who did it so there's julia who's the new lady who was a nurse for many many years so that's why they they seek out her advice on how long could this body have how uh, long could this per this stab victim have survived if if there was someone on the scene and yeah and there's elizabeth who is sort of the the powerful character and elizabeth she's the leader of the group a past where we sort of assume she was like mi6 or something something like that but it's never really made super clear there's ibrahim who was a psychiatrist Psychiatrist. yeah who is actually it's implied he's still practicing yes and ron who was a union leader Yep. Very well-known union leader. So they're the four who are in the Thursday Murder Club. Yeah. And so basically the that's kind of them. That's the Thursday Murder Club kind of taken care of. And so it's kind of – it is peppered with really cool, like, old people. Like, their lives is kind of – they look into that a lot. And then the other flip side of it is the development. There is a big block of land, of farmland up behind the community that they are looking to buy and develop into a new or expand the mm. resp- expand the retirement community. So there's like a big tycoon who owns their community, who owns their... Ian Ventham. Who is looking to expand and blah, blah, blah. And then he's like trying to cut someone out of a deal. So there's that kind of side of it. And pretty much the long and the short of it is that's kind of the intrigue that's going on on the side. And then a murder occurs. Yes. And it's a murder of someone like it's right now it's happened and it's so not a cold case it's not a cold case and it kind of involves them because it's to do with the whole like 
you know, development and people who are involved in that. Well, they so, witness. So Julia and Ron and Ron's son are having a, a gossip and a catch-up and they see an argument between the person who was murdered and someone else yes. outside. So they're immediately, you know, kind of witnesses. Yeah. Anyway, so they decide to solve the case. And that's pretty much it. Spoiler free, that's it. They decide to go and solve the murder and that's what it's about. They manage to get the local constabulary. Well, Elizabeth manages to kind of <laughs> get the police to to kind of liaise, I guess, with them. That's a good word. And it's but it's by force. <laughs> It's by Elizabeth's force of personality. Force of personality. <laughs> um, that, I think that's probably it. I okay. think any more than that would probably be a spoiler. All right. Mm. So, Amy, because I feel like I did most of the spoiler-free recap. As per um, usual. As per usual. Would you recommend The Thursday Murder Club? And actually, do you know what's interesting? Not to give a behind-the-scenes spoiler of how we do the podcast, but I have no idea what you're going to say because we haven't talked about this at all. How no, weird we is haven't. that? Hmm. Well, I just I just emerged from reading it last week on the beach. Okay. Well, that sounds delightful. It's lovely to be you. I emerged from another <laughs> bout of flu with my children. So, yay! Woo! We're both having a great time. Uh, would you recommend Thursday Murder Club? Uh, look, I totally would. I've been saving it up for the holidays. Okay. Because I was like, it's a murder mystery. I'm going to need to just commit. 100%. And yeah. I started it in a cafe. <laughs> Started in a cafe. I was like, "Yeah, I'm getting into this." And then I still was sitting in the cafe. So then I ordered a midday cocktail in the cafe, Lovely. and then I went to the beach with the dog, and I kept reading the book, and I finished it within a couple of hours. And yes, I would totally recommend. I it. feel like your life is like parent porn. Like that's just that's delightful. Just tell me more about that. That's what I want to hear about. Well, the slight tension was that as I was reading on the beach, the dog decided to borrow a tunnel underneath the blanket I was sitting on, and then the blanket collapsed into the tunnel on top of the. Do- <laughs> No, she could feel the impending collapse and backed out. Oh, that's and I good. was like, eh, Daisy. So that's, that's a little bit more recognizable. That's I kind of I can empathize with that moment in your life <laughs> for sure. So yes, totally recommend it. I found it both really entertaining, like it had some really funny moments, mm-hmm. but I really also enjoyed that it had this sort of underlying poignancy. So it wasn't like look at these funny elderly people in a retirement yes. village. It really had this undertone of don't don't underestimate yeah. people who are older than you. Yeah. And it was this fantastic, like the four people who are in the Thursday Murder Club aren't the only characters that we meet. There's lots of other characters at the retirement Who I also village. feel like are, are like kind of fleshed out nicely. They were the really fleshed too, out. Yeah. And they had had such interesting lives and yeah. they would go, oh, hang on, let's talk to so-and-so because so-and-so was like, you know, a surgeon in the military yes. back in Vietnam. So let's ask him some questions. Yeah. And one of the reasons that they're so successful at working things out is they're like, we have this incredible amount, these incredible people at our this fingertips. This brains trust, yeah. So they were very intrepid and I really liked them as characters, mm. but I liked that they were fleshed out and had dimension, like, for instance, Penny, the former police officer who's now in yes. a nursing home, yes. is was Elizabeth's best friend and Elizabeth visits her regularly and, and even though she's not re- not really responding, not responding talks anymore. her through things yeah. and you can see that, that sort of I miss you. I And that also that kind of pain of losing people in such a slow motion way, which is what old age really yeah. does. That's what – and that – 
there, and, there is that sense of that's the that is what happens in old age facilities and things like that. And is, they all like, have everyone, yeah. their own losses. That yeah. they're like Julia is now in the community because she lost her husband and she yeah. still has a lot of grief there. She Julia is the only person whose voice we meet first person. So the book mm-hmm. I really liked how it was written. Third person, so we followed a lot of different characters, but then Julia wrote a diary. Yeah. Not sure I would have liked it if everyone wrote a diary and we had like four different voices, but it worked really well because Julia, the old nurse, is sort of an intermediary. She's just like a – she. In my mind, I think she actually describes herself a couple of times as a bit Miss Marpley, just sort of mm. unobtrusive mm-hmm. in the corner, but able to calm everyone down and placate yes. everyone. Yes. There's some great moments in it where I had a massive laugh, like when the residents all band together to to stop the stop groundbreaking, the yeah, on the development, <laughs> and the way that they go about doing that. They have like an old-fashioned sit-in kind of thing, but because they're all there's a bit tongue-in-cheek, like when to get the police on board. They all, I'm so feeble. Yes. And, and the police are like, oh, I can't say that. Oh, it doesn't look well. No, I better we be can't. nice yeah. and gentle. And they're like, yes. They're like, remove the protesters. <laughs> and they're like, we can't oh. remove old people protesters. <laughs> so there are these great moments where you laugh. But I thought I really liked the mystery. Yeah, it was, yeah, and well it had, woven. It had more than one mystery in it. So there was a cold case. Oh, God, there was half a dozen of them. Two or three cold yeah. cases that were woven throughout because the retirement community was a convent, I think. Yes. So it has this this sort of past world. Well, it also um, had the graveyard, like up yes. where part of the new development, that was part of the tension, was part of the new development involved digging up the historical graveyard that was the there when the when it was a convent. So there's graves there that date back to, you know, The thing I enjoyed was at the end, most of those, pretty much all of them were tied up. Like they they tied up all the ends. It was really nicely resolved. And there was a sort of sense of, like you get this really strong sense of satisfaction at the end of the book, which always makes me go, yay, I contribute significantly to my likelihood of recommending a book. And the way some of the characters were described was really vivid. So Ian Benson, the property developer, is this quite a character. I'll let you enjoy the descriptions for yourself if you choose to read it but I just remember going oh and there were bits where I'd pause and I'd read out a sentence to my husband going just listen to this what's what's the image you get in your mind so yeah I would I really enjoyed it and I totally would recommend it yeah it was fun but it it wasn't completely frivolous and I really enjoyed that that sense of balance and realism yeah what about you Kimberly um, yes, I would. I recommended it to you. You did. And so, yeah, I thought it was wonderful. I actually listened to the audiobook. It was, it's a good audiobook. And so I really liked it. The thing I really liked was, was kind of to expand on what you were saying about none of the characters were, they, they didn't underestimate people. And I yeah. think that for me was the big takeaway was this idea that as soon as you get a little bit old, then you're feeble and therefore you are so easily underestimated. What I really liked was, you know, of kind of all of them in terms of being that classic little old, kindly little old lady, Miss Marvel style. Yep, that was Julia, was that character. So Elizabeth, who's just this hard, you know, smart, fast-talking kind of semi-manipulator of people to get what she wants and is really the planner of the group, I loved those moments where she would throw Julia into the fray and be like, you're in charge, go do it. I need you to invite the police officer over 
and give him a lot of cake. Like yes. things like that. And, and Julia then, would be like, Julia goes, hmm, I know exactly what is, cake to cook. This is homemade cake. Yes. And the police officer's like, oh, I better stay here. the cake. She's made it specially yes. for me. So <laughs> she's just, so it was this really like seeing what <laughs> well, skills you brought. strategically worked out where everyone would have to sit yes. so that they yes. can be like, and that's the reaction that we needed. Great, we're in. Yeah. yeah. So it's just this really clever kind of manipulation of really everyday kind of situations. You love manipulative characters. Not always, but I, I enjoy manipulative characters who aren't self-serving. Yeah. Or What I loved about Elizabeth's character was that she understood the assets of the people around her oh, yeah. and knew how to... How engage how to engage people's strengths to like further what was a united kind of cause, mm. um, and solve the solve the mysteries. So I thought that was really really lovely. Yeah, it was just really engaging. I really cared about the mystery. I liked that because there were so many of them. They don't all get solved at the end in one big MacGuffin of like get ready for Act Three where everything gets tied up neatly because that's how books work. This one was it was kind of peppered throughout. There were little things that you were like, but oh, what the hell was that rubble. about? Oh, oh that's what's okay. going on. There, or yeah. that's the answer there. Um, or that's why he was being weird. Like you didn't have to wait until the last kind of hour of the book to find out all of the answers to that. So I really like that. Um, I think there's definitely probably potential for it to be a series. It definitely is because the the copy that I purchased has the first chapter of the next book. There you go. In it. It's already a series is what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I read it a little while ago because it takes you forever to get around to reading anything I recommend. Yes, I thought it was great. I thought it was excellent. I think it's just a really nice read. So, trash or treasure, Amy? I think treasure because as we've been describing it again, I'm thinking, yeah, I can, I'll go back and reread it. And particularly because it's like rainy out. Now, yep. this is the perfect weather for reading it rather than my tropical beach in the north. Mm, sounds delightful. Plus dog tunnel. Plus dog tunnel. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would agree. I think it's treasure, particularly because even if it's not something I'm going to go back and read sort of today, it is the kind of thing that when someone's like, hmm, I'm after a good mystery, what should I read? It's going to be pretty high in my list of ones that I will recommend to people mm. as well. So, yeah, it's for sure. I think it's a treasure. People should definitely read it. It's great. I just love that the characters are you know, in their 80s. I love that. Yeah. Because they have this. And it was done so nicely. It was really respectful yeah. and enjoyable and engaging and at moments very poignant. For me, it explored that kind of existential human experience of approaching the end of your life. And do you stop? Are you done? Do you have more in you? You do mm. tend to get a little bit isolated because the, the communities and the villages that you've built up around yourself have either moved on or you've outgrown them or they've passed away or they're your children yeah. who don't want you around as much or don't need you in the same way anymore. Or in this book, live overseas. Or Yep, live uh, live overseas. So I feel like, like one of the things that was in it that just made me be like, oh, yeah, that's true, is they had like a system of check-in buddy calls mm. where there was a system for how you would check in so that no one would pass away in their flat because most of them live alone. And so no one would pass away in their flat and not be found for five days. So yeah. you had these people who weren't necessarily best friends. That's not what it was about, but it was about... Everyone you may- has a buddy. Someone's Everyone has a buddy. You. So you would never you would never pass unnoticed. And I think that for me was part, a really big part of the book, that idea of... That idea of once you get to a certain age, all of a sudden you're invisible and you pass through the world unnoticed. And that's such a sad way to end your life. 
But I think it was counterbalanced in, in this book by it being such a strong community. Oh my gosh! That and that, but creates. that's kind of the point. Is mm. that it's that sense? Though it, I feel like that wasn't that these characters were fighting that they were set, but they had to set things in place to prevent that being their truth, to prevent yeah. that happening to them. Yeah. And it just makes you go, oh my god, that would happen to some people. That's so. That's so sad and horrible and, you know. Mm. So, yeah, it's the kind – I feel like it's the kind of book, particularly once you kind of read that layer of it, there'd be diff- – not not your takeaway, but definitely at certain parts in this book, you would hang up and ring your grandparent or your mother. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And just yeah, be like, hi. Absolutely. Hi, Nana. I haven't been to see you in a, in a little while. Just checking. So some life lessons mm. in this just book. Just layered and beautiful. Just well worth a read. Well done, Richard Osman. Yeah. We're pleased. That's it. So join us again next week when we will bring you more spoiler-free reviews, recommendations, maybe, of whatever we read. And until then, happy happy reading. And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.